What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Confident as Fuck. Today's episode is going to be the second part of my interview with my friend Michelle, Big Shell, but I wanted to come on uh, before the episode and just give you guys a little like breakdown of my week, my weekly win, my weekly favorites, all that, and give a little intro to this podcast. So I'm really excited for this episode with her because we go into a deep dive more on self-confidence and self-worth. And I tell a really interesting story of something I've never told before. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. First, before any of that, I want to go ahead and jump into my weekly win and my weekly fave with you guys. So let's go ahead and start with weekly win. Okay, so my weekly win this week, I'm actually really, really proud of. Um, It was a really stressful week for me. It was going and being on Instagram and promoting for the podcast and all that. But also it was my husband's birthday. It was another friend's birthday who we had to travel to go see. And then it was also Super Bowl. So we were throwing a party for Renee's birthday. Well, we had all these perfectly laid plans for when we were going to drive back home, when we were going to leave the person's party, all this stuff, right? And that is usually pretty stressful to me, like leaving and being on time and making sure I have enough time to plan everything and be ready is definitely always like a big stressor for me. And so this week, actually, whenever we were at the other friend's party, which was about two, uh, two and a half hours away from our house, um, we decided to stay an extra night. And my husband came to me and said, like, hey, here's the deal. I want to stay an extra night because of X, Y, and Z. Like, how do you feel about it? And I knew like this, like totally went against all my like best laid plans to have everything ready when everyone came over to our house the next day. But I was actually able to like see the situation for what it was. And I was able to say like, okay, you know what? It's not the end of the world. I can, you know, I can rearrange things like this. And for me to just have that like fluidity of saying like, yeah, you know what? I think it's going to be okay. I think, I think I got this and not pick a fight with my husband, not go into total panic stress mode was really, really big for me. So that is my weekly win. Just being able to like see things from a, from a bird's eye view and say like, you know what? I can still get everything done. You know, if this is important to you, like I got it. And It sounds small, but it was really, really big for me. And that only came with me taking a second, stepping back, and also all the work that I've done in the past few months. I was able to rationalize that situation and I'm really happy that I did. So that is my weekly win. And let's go on to weekly fave. Okay, my weekly fave of this week is really near and dear to my heart because it is you guys. I shared, started sharing a lot more of the podcast and what the podcast was and what it meant to me and why I created it. And you guys' support on Instagram was insane. So if you're not following me over on, on Instagram, it is at the confidence queen underscore underscore. But if you are following me on Instagram, I just want to say thank you so fucking much from the bottom of my heart. You guys seriously made 
launching this and expressing myself and being open and vulnerable with you guys very, very easy. And I was a little bit scared to share everything about the podcast and why I created it and everything and have it well received. And you guys exceeded any type of like dream or expectation I had for this launch. So I just want to say thank you so fucking much from the bottom of my heart. I truly, truly appreciate it. Every single share, every single like, every single repost, everything is not unnoticed. And I just want to say thank you guys so, so much for all your love and support this week. That was seriously my favorite favorite thing of the entire week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this podcast with Michelle. This is the second part of her podcast. So let's go ahead and get into the rest of her interview. But that's where we met was in Cabo. We went on a a bachelor bachelorette party trip with um, another couple that we both knew. Mm -hmm. And well, it was really hard for me to go, first of all, okay. because I didn't want to stop working. Oh. Yeah. I didn't want to stop working. I was like, no, right now I'm creating, I'm working, yes, I'm working. Yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah, like I'm working, I'm creating, I'm Renee in the zone. Renee didn't want to go because of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Renee didn't want to take time off. And I was just like, I really hope that this is something that yeah. I really need, that's going to give me something in return. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, because Renee and I were going through a really hard time at that time, like, um, as far as, like, being busy with our business and trying to, like, this is, so this is 2021. So, like, pandemic was, like, ending, but not really. And Renee and I thought, like, our yeah. business was about to, like, go forward more. And we're trying to think about taking that next step. But we weren't really, like... We couldn't really take it yet. We're still kind of like recovering from like 2020. And like, yeah, I felt the same way going into the trip. Like, oh, I think that's going to be like what Renee and I need as far as like, like reconnecting. And like, Mm. he didn't want to go, like I said, because he Wanted wanted to work. And so when we went into the trip, Ray, um, Michelle's husband and, um, and her came in a day late to the house and, um, I don't remember like No, no, meeting. no. We were there before you guys in Kabul. No, you guys were there, but you weren't at the house yet. No. I think you guys came the second. The- no, we came the same day. We just came later on that night because you guys hadn't even eaten by the time you guys got there. Oh, you guys came the first night? Mm-hmm. I was there the whole time. You didn't pay attention to me. I guess I didn't. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, I was there. We were waiting for you guys to touch... I remember yeah. that part, but I thought you guys came the next morning. Mm-mm. I don't think I even like said anything to you that night because I think I just met you really quick and then I was like tired and I know I was like hungry. And I then... still remember the day we made a connection. Yeah, no, the that's... Do you want to hear when my moment was when we yes, like, made a connection? Yes. <laughs> so I think that, oh my gosh, you guys. So if somebody says that you need to wear wigs at night, make sure that you pack your own wig because I didn't pack my own wig. I, th- I thought they were going to be giving us wigs. So. Oh, you thought that they were going to give us the wigs? Yes. Be- Did you wear a wig? No, I didn't wear you a didn't. wig. didn't. Okay. I was I didn't like, wear wait, wig. I'm pretty sure you Okay. Didn't. So then here I am. Okay. You guys, you guys know this as women, how hard it is to like come into a group of other women. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard, but it's, it's hard and we it's need to change that. Yeah. It's intimidating. Yeah. So then um, everybody's getting their wig done. <laughs> Except me because I didn't bring my wig. <laughs> But she's just waiting to get her wig. No, I was waiting with you guys just to like connect with you guys. Yeah. So then you go up and you get your wig done. You guys, honestly, I'm not BSing. 
I just looked at her makeup and I was like, wow, she's so beautiful. <laughs> I, and I told you, I don't know if you remember. I was like, oh my gosh, your makeup is so good. You're so pretty. Aww. And then when you put on the wig, I was just like, oh my God, it fits her. It's a pink wig, you guys. And she put it on and it fit her so nicely with like her blue eyes and her uh, and the pink wig and her makeup and everything. And I was just like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Like I want to like. She's so beautiful. I was like, she's so beautiful. Yes. This is like, by the way, I think this is like the third day. (laughs) So then I was like complimenting you. And then we ended up sitting in the same table that later that night. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized that there was more to you than just partying. You started to tell me about the books that you're reading, your business, the type of work that you were doing with yourself, how you got to where you were now. Because I think I asked you, how did you become a confidence coach? And then you were like brand new to it as well too. And you were telling me about your, your journey. So then after that, I told you about my sobriety yes journey i remember that yeah and then um how i got to the place where i am now so then that's how we clicked and then your husband renee heard us talking and he took out his um oh my god yeah his audiobooks yeah and he's like this is what i'm doing and then i was like oh i've read that book and so then we all became friends yes i remember (laughs) now because i thought you were gonna say okay so i thought she was gonna talk about this time that we also had like a a connection but it was for a party connection that we were like both wanting to get like drunk on tequila and that we like wanted to order this <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, i don't drink tequila <laughs> we ordered this like nice bottle of tequila and we like both liked it and uh, our husbands liked it whatever so i thought that's what she was talking about because that's when i was like oh i knew knew i liked her but i'm gonna give you guys kind of a rundown of this trip and that i as of myself I was a hot fucking mess as far as Renee and I, because like I said, I went into this trip thinking that this was really going to help Renee and I's relationship. (laughs) Well, that's really heavy. (laughs) It was a lot of expectations. That's really heavy. You know, like, like we were saying, Renee wanted to stay here and focus on working and I wanted to go on this trip. I also felt like Renee needed a break. Renee needed like, you know, t- he deserved to Oh, go you on knew the trip. exactly what he needed. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, of Not, course. Uh, he doesn't need to tell me. Or no. I don't need to ask. As a, the beautiful wife that you are, you knew exactly what he needed. Duh. <laughs> um, but he. Like, We're totally messing with you guys. We're talking about how we think we know what's best for our partners. Yes. Uh, and so Michelle got to see me like. We had a lot of fun on the beach. and like, Oh, I drinking. know what you're talking about. I'm, now I know. But Renee and I also got into a fight. Yes. And like in front of a lot of people. Yes. And like, obviously we're both drunk. We're like yelling. And it wasn't like an explosive, like, oh my God, everyone is watching us and I can't. No, it, it, it was just, you could you tell. You can tell you guys were having yeah. a disagreement. We're having a disagreement. It's heated. People could tell, but it wasn't like we we're screaming at each other. But I ran, I walked into my room and Michelle followed me and I was crying and then Renee is a very private person. So then I'm crying in there and she's telling me like, it's okay, you know, you know, trying to talk to me as, you know, two drunk girls just trying to talk to each other. Oh my God, the best moral support ever when yes. you're two drunk girls. Yes. <laughs> but I knew what was about to happen was going to happen. So I'm trying to get Michelle to shut up. And I'm like, dude, get out of my room. Because like, I knew Renee was going to come into the room and I knew he's very private. Yeah. So if he knew like that, I was like, basically like, 
crying, crying and smiling and, somebody and confiding a in someone who a I stranger. knew for yeah. two days and talking like oh my god like I can't believe my husband is doing this you know he would have been like okay bitch you know like he just would have been like annoyed and that's exactly what happened <laughs> he walks in and Michelle's like no it's gonna be fine you know like I know you guys are having this argument but blah 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 like she's really trying to help and I'm just not having it and Renee just walks in and I just see his face like he's all like no he lit okay you want you, you want to know what he did he looked at me and went yeah. And he, like, snapped his head, and he slammed the door. Yeah. So he was, like, his thoughts were, like, oh, really? Like, you need to talk to someone else to resolve this problem with us, when really... You need to was... be talking to me. <laughs> no, really, you need to be talking to yourself is probably what he's thinking. <laughs> you need to be looking in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I think I was really... I think on that trip, I was very, like... I was still really, really insecure in my friendships with other women. Oh, my gosh. Like... You say you're a hot mess. I was a hot mess that trip too. No, no, no. And for different reasons yes. because this is like the first time that I'm like, okay, guys, I'm going to be an influencer. Yes. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to be an influencer and I'm going to like record everything. I'm going to show people that like I'm not just a baker, that I can also have fun and me being personal with my life because I don't know why, but I feel like I can be personal in my yeah personal at least page. You, yeah. you did feel like that. at that time yeah yeah he burst my t- my bubble and told me that basically i was being egoistic and that i didn't need to be posting everything i cried a damn river for like two days my dreams were crushed and my husband i'm crying and we're in fucking Cabo, this beautiful place we're fucking like Uh, living our best lives you know going to the fancy dinners doing everything that we've never done before and here i am crying and he's just like this is the trip that you've been talking that you've been wanting to do and here you are crying because somebody said that you're not really like supposed to be posting all of this but then what the fuck are you trying to do and i was just like i'm trying to be a baking influencer and he's like so then be that why does it matter what people say or people think? Everybody's going to have their own opinion and you need to be strong in what you want. This clearly shows that you're not ready. That's what he said? That's what he told me. And how did you feel with him saying that? I was like, you need to stop crying. You need to get together. <laughs> I need to be ready. There's going to be a lot of different things that are going to happen. But it goes back to confidence, right? Is that when you don't have confidence. yeah. yeah anything breaks you anything because you know what like it's not the words that other people say to us because those words come in it's how you choose to respond to them but also the reason that they cut us like so deep when someone said like hey you don't need to be posting all that or like however they said it Mm -hmm. it's because you already thought that yes somewhere yes so it revalidated my yes negative thoughts yep So it was already a thought that you had within you. I think this is such a huge, big misunderstanding regarding like confidence and like just overall self-worth. But like, it's not just going out there and, you know, putting on the heels and putting on the skinny jeans and saying like, fuck your opinion, right? That's not what it's about. No. It's about letting anybody say whatever the fuck they want and knowing that that is not, doesn't have anything to do with you. So it's like doesn't have to be this negative like anti like meh type of thing. It's just yeah, yeah. like, 
hey, like whatever. Like you let it's almost like your vibe is so high that it just doesn't even penetrate. Well, like, and I, I think there's a definition of who you are, right? Yes. And you define that definition of who you are, and you stick to that definition no matter what, right? And if you don't it's know how to define, yeah, if you don't know how to define yourself, yes. then how do you know what you stand for? Yeah. And so because I was still trying to find myself and I didn't know who I was and I was trying to define myself yeah. and I need reassurance from people, obviously, to Validation. believe in my, yeah, to believe in myself. And then somebody said something. It's like, oh, my God, maybe she's right. Everything's right. Oh, my God, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Like, why would I think I would be able to do something like this? Yeah. You know, so just to talk about that and how much of a mess it was, because these are the things that are happening behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> Those are the things that you don't see on social media, but those are the things that like happen every single day. Like yeah. that in just, you know, normal girl life, I was going to say, but just anybody's life. It doesn't have to only be women, but you hit the nail on the head is like when you know exactly who you are, it doesn't have to be reassured all the time. You don't mm-hmm. have to be validated with it all the time. So if someone, it's like if someone was to say, this shirt isn't white. <laughs> You're you, like, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. That's just as confident as you are saying like how, what color your shirt is, is how like sure you should be in saying who you are Mm -hmm. or believing in what you want or your dream, right? Yes. Yes. And it isn't always that fucking sure, right? But the closer you can get to that, the less that I think people are able to kind of break you down with a simple comment. But you also can't go avoiding these comments all your oh, life. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't avoid it. And and you shouldn't. No. Because they they really help define you. You start to question and you start to validate yourself and you start to figure out, okay, is this me? Is this not me? You, all so many questions come from things like that. Mm-hmm. So as much as they hurt and they kind of like break us down in the moment, they yeah. also build you. Yeah. Because they reinforce Resilient. your dreams. Yeah. You know how on Instagram you can like... Um, block out certain words to be used in your comments no did you know that no i didn't know that i need to do that be like ugly cake block (laughs) (laughs) no you can do that so it's like i think it's supposed to be for bullying okay but you can block out words so like i had this reel go viral um and i know exactly what you're talking about yeah so you can block out like for it to say like if i didn't want people to call me fat or ugly um, I could block those words from being used in my comments. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. But I don't believe in doing that. Yeah. Because if someone wants to say that to me, that's on their own conscience, not mine. I already know how I feel. I already know what I fucking look like. I already look at myself in the mirror. Like, why is someone else's opinion going to change what I think about myself? Now, if I already thought those things, if I already thought like, oh my God, I am fat and ugly and I do need to go to the gym, then yeah, of course, when someone says it, I'm going to be like, oh my God. You know, it's like, so funny that you say this because when I was doing manifestation, babe, she was talking about hypnosis and she was talking about how you can hypnotize yourself, right? Mm-hmm. With like affirmations and right. things like that. But a lot of people are scared to do hypnot to be hypnotized because they feel that they can be hypnotized against something against them. Against them. Yes. So they're like, oh, go kill your husband or something, right? right? And you're going to wake up and kill your husband. Right. So people are scared because you don't know. But she was saying that you can only be hypnotized with what you believe. So you saying that. It's just the same thing. It's the same thing. You can only be hurt by what you believe about yourself. Exactly. Renee used to tell me this. So I sometimes you guys, 
I forget that Renee has told me these things for fucking years. <laughs> and then oh, I... Oh, yeah, for sure. No, your, par- your partner and your parents' stuff is like, what? Yeah. And it, it goes in one ear and out the other. But so sometimes I'm like, te- I'm even like telling him these things. And he's like, yeah, I've been telling you that. So yes. for years. But he's been telling me that for a very long time um, in regards to like relationships with anyone. And I would say like, oh, I don't want to like let them down or I don't want to like I think they're going to think I'm a bad person or I think like they're going to be disappointed in me or maybe they won't you know x y and z right and he would be like you don't think that like you're not that you know you're not a bad person like they aren't going to be disappointed in you and like I would be like well what if they are and he would be like well okay then let them like you're not actually a bad person Mm -hmm. you know you're not actually letting someone down I would tell you if you're doing something that's actually hurting someone I would tell you Mm -hmm. but you're not doing that if you're not doing anything wrong and you know you're not doing anything wrong then you should be really really strong in your belief and you should be fine to say and stand up for it you know and I think this is why it's so important to do inner work yeah and to really take the time to like focus on who you want to be and who you are right because it's not just i don't care yeah if you have a belief about yourself it's untouchable yes yes and that's why it's so important to do this work and it takes practice it's not just gonna happen you just say one day and the next day you're like i'm confident as fuck (laughs) yeah no it doesn't it takes a long time and it still has like days where you know you don't feel as great or you don't feel 100%. Yeah, or you think your abilities maybe are lacking in a certain area. You know, you're not confident in everything every single time. But I think that also goes back to like, even if you're not perfect at something, right? It being able to admit that and say like, oh, I don't have to be perfect for me to like show this thing off. Like cakes or cookies. Like they don't have to be perfect for you to put them out. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't determine um, who you are. Yeah. And being really honest and saying like, yeah, like this is, this is my best. This isn't Mm -hmm. the best. This is my best. And being okay with saying that and not having to be perfect all the time. It just reminded me of like this story that I'm like, it might be, I feel like it's like kind of long, but I kind of want to share it. Um, I'll try to make it really quick. That's not going to be quick. No, it is going (laughs) to be quick. It will. (laughs) But it reminds me of this and talking about like standing up for for, for something that you believe in or that you feel is true or yourself. This story like still for a very long time like haunted me because basically I was 18, I was working at a shoe store. This will just kind of put in perspective for you guys like how unconfident I used to be. Mm. And this was, I think at a time- Have I heard this before? No. no I don't think so. Ooh. It's a story that I don't share with a lot of people because it is it haunted me for a really oh. long time. I was very embarrassed by this story. Okay. Um, but now I think it's a really good, like I can see very clearly how my lack of self-worth, my lack of confidence in myself and my lack of being able to stand up for myself really put me in a really bad situation. And if I just had that, this situation wouldn't have happened, right? Okay, so- Basically, I'm 18, I'm working at a shoe store, and I actually had a lot of like confidence in my the way I dressed and my body because I was working at like a nice shoe store. I love to get like dressed up. I wear heels every single day. How cute. What the fuck? I literally <laughs> can't even imagine doing that now. But I like Betty Crocker. I was so like into fashion and into that. I had been with this company for a while. I like loved that company. I loved working in sales. Anyways, so I had just moved back to a uh, a different store in my hometown, Arlington. It was around Christmas time. I had done, 
you know, the day after Christmas, you get, if you're working in retail, you get a lot of returns because people get Christmas gifts and then obviously they want to return it or exchange it, whatever. Yeah. Well, that day, instead of working on the floor and doing sales, I was doing all the returns that day. Okay. So I was just going, I was just on the computer, just helping anybody who came in with a return. Okay. Christmas time passes. It's about two weeks later. My district manager... Um, who was just over at all the stores in that area came in. Of course, I'm young. I'm like intimidated by her a little bit. I want to make a good impression. She had moved me back to this store in Arlington that was closer to my house. And um, so, yeah, I was like a little bit nervous around her. And so she calls me into the back. She puts me in this like, um, if you've ever worked in a mall, the back of the mall is like where are you like, it's behind even like the back of your own store. It's like a little walkway. Your package get, packages get delivered back there. Um, you can take the trash out. Um, and it's like, a, it's not like scary, but it's like a dark lit, like little hallway that's just meant for like passing through. Okay. So it's like cement walls, maybe like, like dimly lit. Um, and she takes two chairs back there and we sit back there and it's like behind our own store. So we're like even behind like where like we're locked basically like out of the store from the back. Wait, okay. what? So she took two chairs back. So back she there? took two chairs back there for me and her. And then my manager, my manager at the time also sat back there with us. But my manager, so the way that the chairs were set up, it was like me and her facing each other, just like me and you are facing each other right here. My manager okay. was behind me. So okay. I couldn't see my own manager, the one who I'm more close to, right? My mm-hmm. store manager. So I'm talking to my um, district manager and I have no idea like what this is about. What's going on, yeah. No. And she says like, hey, we want to talk to you about something. Um, and I'm like, okay. Mind you, this is like pre-iPhone. So this is like regular cell phone, like okay. brick cell phone. Maybe you have internet on your phone. This is like 2009. 2010. Okay. My cell phone is like in the locker inside the store. So like I don't have my cell phone on me. This is like, like I said, this is a long time ago. So she's talking to me and she tells me like, hey, we saw some returns that you did um, over Christmas week and we just want to go over them with you. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking like, yeah, I did a lot of returns. She's like, so there's some discrepancy with um, with the cashier, with the cash amount registers and they, they coincide with the returns that you did. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm confused, you know? She's like, yeah. So then she pulls out this like stack of all these returns that I've done, which I did do. Mm-hmm. And she shows them to me. And basically they have the amounts highlighted. And she's basically saying like, are you stealing? You see these returns. She didn't say it flat out because I think now looking back, of course, in the time I'm like, didn't really you're in the moment. So you're like adrenaline's rushing and you don't really mm-hmm. know what's going on. Um, and you're not processing every little thing. But she could I don't think she could actually say like, are you stealing? She couldn't go out there and say it because that would be accusing me. Mm. So she said, um, here's the returns amounts and here's what's missing from the drawer. And it's all, this was like, you had an employee number. So like it's under your employee number that processed all these returns. And this exact amount is missing. And it's, they're all cash transactions. I was so confused. I still didn't even like understand what she was saying. So she like repeated it again. Like, okay, this is what's gone, gone from the drawer. And this is the cash transactions that you did and you returned under your name. And I'm like, okay, I'm confused. Like, what did, what are you saying that I did? And she's like, oh, because it looks like what you did is like, you rang these up, but they, they're not, they're not, oh, those shoes I think were also missing when we did inventory. So basically what they were saying was I rang up these fake returns and took the cash from the drawer. So like the shoe was never there. Mm. I made up this sale. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I made up the return. And then I took the cash. You're really good. (laughs) 
I, it took me a while to even figure out what the fuck she was saying. Yeah. But all this to say, she tells me all this. I'm 18. I'm getting accused of stealing like thousands of dollars of shoes. This is also uh, like, I love that job. So I felt like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what to do. And so I said, like, can I call my dad? Oh, my God. Can I call my dad? And she's like, no, you can't. You're acting, you're acting like you're going to, like, jail. I thought that's what was yeah. happening. You're like, I need to get a representative. Yeah, I was like, I need to call my dad because I didn't know what to do. Like, I was like, because on paper. And she said no. She said no. The way it was presented to me was so scary feeling in that moment. You well, know? it was to bring in intimidation, not just that, but it's just like they have you out where there's no cameras. There's no cameras. My person that I'm closer to is behind me, so I can't see her. I can't see how she's reacting. I can't see if she believes me or believes this other person. And like, I just felt so overwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, can I call my dad? No. And they're like, okay, you need to tell us what you did. And I'm like, I did it. I don't know what, like, what you're saying. I don't even know how to do that. And she's like, okay, come on, Alicia. Like, we know you did it. And I'm like, I don't, like, I didn't. I was back there for probably two hours going back and forth. And because I can't, like, call my dad, she says my only other options are I can write a statement saying what I did and how I did it. Or I can get the police called and the police will come for stealing this money. And so I'm young. I... Now, looking back, I wish I had had the confidence to say, like, no, I didn't fucking do that. And I can't even believe you're fucking accusing me of this. <gasps> did you say you did it? I said I did it. <gasps> no. Isn't that insane? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I feel like. So then was... what happened? So my sweet, sweet dad. Um, so I wrote on there that she, you know, she even used, like, my own personal life against me. Um, so I also at this time had a lot of issues with money that I've never like I don't have these issues now but I had a lot of issues with money so I was always talking about um, spending my money a lot um, with my coworkers, you know like spending my money and then like I was young I didn't have any bills you know but I was always talking about like spending money and going out and maybe like not having money that day and waiting till payday normal stuff but like they used that against me as well. And they were like, well, I know you said like last week that you were out of money or whatever. Oh my God. They were so out of pocket. <laughs> so out of pocket. But I was like, felt, I felt so cornered and like, wow. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I knew what I should have done, but I didn't have the balls to do that. Wait, why didn't you have the balls? I think I really thought like, I'll go to jail or like, maybe this will go on my record. Oh my gosh. As, like, if they're going to like try to sue me and it looks like I did it. Like the, the way that they presented it, it looks like I did it. They were probably doing some inside work. They, of course they were because I kept, I, you know, this bothered me for years. I kept thinking like, how the fuck did I, what did, they did see, they, what did they see in me to make it think that it was okay to do it to me? No, I know. I think I know what happened now that I'm looking back, but I didn't even know how they did it in the computer. Like, how did, did they fake the documents? How, like, it was, it bothered me for a long time. I can go into, like, I think this was, whole, this whole thing was set up by another employee that didn't like me for reasons that were definitely valid for her not to like me. <laughs> um, but I want to hear these. No, I'm just kidding. That's no, a, that's no, a I'm story kidding, for, I'm like, kidding. another day. But I definitely think the other employee was probably behind it. Um, yeah. And wanted me to be 
to be gone or something. I don't know. But the point of me telling this story is saying just like, I did not have the, I didn't have the fucking balls to just say like, I didn't do that. And how, like, why could you accuse me of that? And I know if I really had like the full belief in myself to say what I truly felt, Mm -hmm. I would have stood up for myself, but I didn't. And I'm glad that actually happened because that will never happen to me ever again. Someone will never accuse me of something that I did not do. And I will never, ever, ever cop to something that I did not do. Yeah. So I, I wrote down a fake story and I got out of there. I got my phone. I got my stuff. And they said, okay, we're not going to prosecute you. You can give us your last paycheck. You won't get a, a final paycheck. And you still didn't get a final paycheck. You won't get a final paycheck. And, um... That basically, like, that's where it will end. So terminally <sighs> wrong. Wrong. I call my dad, and this is where I knew, like, I really, really fucked up. Because I think also at that time, I really was not good with, like, confrontation. I wasn't good with um, facing things head on. So, like, I honestly thought, I think part of me just wanted it to go away. Mm. If I said... Like, just anything to, just like, get it over get with. Get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pretend this never happened. Yeah. Like, so it's better just, just to not have this. Yes. If I had said, like, no, I didn't do it, I would have to continue fighting for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would have it to... It would con- be exhausting yes. at that point for and you. I, well, and it would still continue. Like, I would now, honestly... Like, I, this is what I think now looking back I can see. Like, I would be looking at... Also out of a job. But then I would also be being accused of this. And I would have to continue saying, like, no, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. Even though, like... I didn't. So why should I have any problem saying that? But then I would have to keep, it would keep facing me, facing yeah. me, facing me. So I call my dad and I call my mom and I'm like bawling and I'm like, oh my God, I tell him what happened. And this is where I really knew I fucked up because my dad said, why would you say you did it? Did you do it? I was like, what the fuck? How could you think that I did it? Yeah. How could you think that I did it? And my dad said, well, I just don't understand. Why would you say you did it if you didn't? Mm. That's when I was like, Oh my God, I should have never said I did it. Like I should have never, I should have just like, even if I couldn't call my parents, even if I couldn't like get someone else's opinion, like me, Alicia on her own should have been like, okay enough to say I didn't do it. Oh man. It's not heavy. Sorry. No, no, but it's (laughs) true because I feel like anybody can relate to a story like that. You know, not that in particular, but being in your moment, I mean, sorry, having a moment in your life where maybe you knew something and you did the opposite. Yes. Just because you couldn't speak up for yourself. Yes. Like that is very heavy. And I think we all can relate to that, that we haven't had the confidence in our life to be able to do something to really, really like, what's the word that I'm trying to find? Like to like advocate for ourselves. Yes. Advocate. Yeah. And my sweet dad, he went up there when I told him, cause this was like maybe 15 minutes from our house. It's like the local mall. <laughs> and he like yelled at everyone. And I, it embarrassed me at the time. But now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that's so, that's such a dad. Such a dad. Oh my God. My dad such a dad. is like the one who will like fly <sighs> off the handle and like break everything in the store. Oh my God. But Just for his sweet daughter. Yeah. But he was like, how dare you like go up, like intimidate her and blah, 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 blah. Like, and looking back I'm, at the time I was like oh my god they probably now really think I fucking did it because like now my dad has to go up there and like fight my battle but like I said that instance taught me so much because like I was so embarrassed to even talk about that and it was something that was like everyone that I ever talked to about it always said 
Why wouldn't? Why would you say mm. you did it if you didn't? No, no. I actually don't even want to say that. I want to be like, wow, we've all been there. We've all done something that we didn't that we didn't do and say we did do or don't advocate for ourselves right. appropriately because it's just so hard. It is. Like, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't like see what I'm trying to say? All of that stuff. And it's not just with that. It can be with anything. Right. This is why you have so many people doing things that are not even in alignment with them because it's so scary to say your own truth because if somebody listens to your truth and they think it's stupid, yes, then you think you're stupid. Yes. That whole instance really was like a catalyst for me to mm. like never... I like, mean, to advocate for yourself. To advocate for myself, never yeah. to back down when I knew for sure. If I was 150% sure about something, yeah. I'm not going to say the opposite. No. Why? No. To make someone else feel better? No. To make someone else feel comfortable? No. But I mean, that's where we're all at. Yeah. And that's why confidence and working on yourself and really knowing who you are is so important. It is. In many aspects in your life, not just with business. I know that we've been talking about yeah. it with business, but just in relationships. Oh, yes. With friendships or romantic relationships. Yeah. Or just just like even if you're not in a friendship, uh, like a friendship or a relationship, like a lot of the clients that I work with are single, right? But putting yourself out there to have more friendships and relationships takes confidence. Oh, yeah. Not just keeping the ones that you currently have. Yeah. Or, or, uh, well, I remember when I asked you if you wanted to hang out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was so scared. You were? Yes. I mean, I knew who I was and that I wanted to be your friend. But still, it's still scary putting yourself out there. Like, I remember voice messaging you for the first time. And I was just like, hey, you know, I really liked getting to know you. And I know that, like, our husbands were there. But, you know, I really, really, and I couldn't even get to it. And I was just like, I really want to just, like, get to know you. (laughs) Just you alone. That is what you said. What do you think? (laughs) I'm so weird. Like, I'm like, alone. I just want to get Don't to know you alone. Bring <laughs> Don't bring him. <laughs> That's I'm going to, like, Alicia nap you. <laughs> it's, I think, obviously, like, I'm going to write this down really quick because I feel like, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're so high in emotion right I now. I am. I'm like, oh, my God. I've never told that that story out loud to a lot of people before, so... What story? About admitting to stealing. Oh, yes. And like, admit, like when I, when well, I did wrongfully admitting. Wrongfully admitting, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I think that's a topic that we should definitely like save for a different podcast, but yeah. um, like hanging out without our significant others and how that happened and how like yeah. you were the first person ever to like, that I did, that I met as a couple that asked me to hang out individually. I know. Every single time you tell me that, I get blown away. Really? Yeah, because I'm like, how else do you cultivate relationships? I, de- I, I, I didn't really cultivate relationships with women that weren't, through, like I said, through like maybe like work or something else Yeah. Um, before like this year, last year, last year. Well, I mean, it makes, it's common sense, right? To say that how else do you cultivate relationships? Right. But I mean, there was a reason why I was so, so nervous. Yeah, exactly. Because you just don't go around saying that to yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And then also society expects you to be with your partner all the time. I even thought it was kind of strange. Like when you said it, but I was like, I wanted to do it. But I was like, you were I like, was like, I was into it, but I was a little nervous for my first time. I was into it, but not kind of. <laughs> no, but I was like, oh, like she wants to hang out with me alone. <laughs> oh. And what is I'm she like, going to do to me? <laughs> 
No, I just thought like, I know this isn't every relationship, but, and I know this is annoying when people say, but um, like Renee and I really do enjoy hanging out with each other. And I really do enjoy like, we don't get a lot of time just, you know, like us, uh, especially when our businesses are busy. So a lot of the time hanging out with our girlfriends to me used to feel like time that I didn't get to spend with Renee. Yeah. Almost like a chore. Yeah. And even though I had fun doing that, it almost felt like, oh, I wish Renee was here. Yeah. Or like I'm taking away time from my home life hmm. to be with this person, right? Um, and like I said, even though I had had I had friends before that I had fun with, um, yeah, I always just felt like it was like taking time away versus like looking at it as like investing, some, yeah, yeah, or something like positive. So I had a negative connotation. with Girl, it. that's a whole another story about friendships and girlfriends. So okay, yes, yeah, so that, and that's why I said like um, we have to save that for another because that that's already some a whole different confidence skill set that you have to conquer <laughs> to have it really girlfriends. Is. And to know how to cultivate your girlfriend relationships and how to have healthy ones as well, too. Yes. It's something that's, like, I said, brand new to me, like, this year is having, like, friendships while you're in, like, a serious relationship. Yeah. You know? Like, while you're either married or in a serious relationship and balancing those two. I think what I... And I want to stop it after this because we shouldn't go into it too much. But I think what helped me a lot was that I still had single friends. Hmm. And those single friends would ask for time for me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because when you're in a, I guess when you're in a relationship, you're- You do less of that. You do less of that. And you're in more like friendships with couples. Yeah. So like- You all hang out together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not, you're, of course, yeah. Like your friend that is, um, you know, in a relationship isn't going to just be like, usually isn't just going to be like, hey, you want to just hang out just us? You know, whatever. That's not really as normal as like a single friend saying that. So then when my single friend would ask to hang out with me, I was just like, oh, well, why can't I get to know my girlfriends without their partners? Yeah. There's so much to speak and to say that you don't want the boys to hear sometimes, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Or it's just girl stuff. Yeah. And you know what we should also touch on in that episode is, um, connecting to the wives and like what if you don't connect to the to the wags what if you don't connect to like the your partner's friends oh god that's other? so hard <laughs> hard to talk about yeah but it's gonna be a good one no i think it's good though because sometimes you don't connect. like automatically connect to that person and like is that and okay? sometimes you don't okay so let's go back to now that we've like drifted so far let's go back to you leaving your nine to five and going into Bake Shell 100%. And what gave you the confidence to do that? So we talked kind of like about how you knew it was time. Yeah. But then we got distracted. It's okay. <laughs> um, so what gave you the confidence to do that and to say like, okay, I'm fucking going for it? Because we were talking about how it was like, oh, I thought I needed to make yes. Bake Shell bigger. Before I could leave my before job, Before you right? could leave. But what gave you the confidence to, to say like, okay, no, I'm doing it now before Bake Shell takes over? So there's a lot of stuff that I was telling you that I was doing, right? I was doing therapy. Yeah. Um, so in therapy, we realized that I was very fearful. So my, a lot of my anxiety, my therapist would say, don't say anxiety, say, what are you fearful of? Okay. okay. <laughs> so whenever I have anxiety, she would ask me, what are you fearful right. of? Right. Because anxiety is really what? I'm scared of. Scared of what? Like future outcomes, scared of I, I was, what could? I was so scared that I was going to be a failure. Oh. So I stopped myself from anything. Because, like sabotaging. Yeah. I stopped myself from being able to do anything because it was safer not to do it. Right. Because then I wouldn't fail 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's our own, like, ego. Yeah. Like, keeping us, protecting safe. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping us safe, not to do anything different. Um, so then I went to therapy and I realized that I was fearful of everything. And I was crying all the damn time, literally, because I was so scared. Yeah. So instead of being able to say, I am scared of bake shell drifting or bake shell becoming something else, mm. I would just cry. So were you scared of bake shell like not not working or not bringing in money or were you scared of bake shell changing or both? I think it was more of just, oh my gosh, ask the question again. <laughs> were you scared of bake shell failing or not bringing in enough money, which is what I thought you were talking about? Or were you scared of bake shell shifting? Because you said drifting. Yeah. Like, or changing into something else mm-hmm. or morphing or what is it going to change to or what will it be? I think I was just, no, this is a good question to ask because I think I was just scared of doing something new and also society's expectation, right? That yeah. baking isn't really something. Mm. Which baking is. Well, yeah. There's freaking bakers everywhere. There's yeah. bakeries. Yeah. But how could I quit my job to, to do, do cookies that. and cakes and cupcakes and make it a living? Where does that fear come from? I think it's just, I, it's not even the family either. I want to say family and mm-hmm. what they expect for you to do, going to school, getting a degree, right? Um, being where you're at for such a long time, being good at it as well too, you know, right. all of that. But I think it just comes down to me. Yeah. It, what I was imposing to myself mm-hmm. and what expectations I had of what I needed to be or needed to do. We always have this like fear like, oh, like we think of the worst, right? That could happen. Yeah. Bake shell fails or no one orders or we don't bring in any money or it changes to whatever. But what if it, like, you know that it's that like TikTok sound that's like, what if it turns out better than you could have ever imagined? You well, know? I feel like that's where I'm at right now. That's exactly <laughs> how it feels, right? But I, I, you know, I think now that I think about it, I, I was just so scared that I was going to be able to be independent. Mm. more than anything else because I knew that this baking business was not going to be like take off right away yeah Yeah. and like have the same steady income that I had yeah all of that I was just so scared to have to depend on other people yeah and so right now I'm heavily depending on my husband yeah like he pays for everything (laughs) and (laughs) and you know it's so funny is that he actually quit his job first yeah and I was paying for everything so ladies you can do it too (laughs) It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> no, I think there's a good um, a good time to talk about that too. And that, yeah. I'm going to write that down for another episode is like um, partners. I'm trying to think of how I can word it yeah. so I'll remember. Partners and sharing financial responsibilities, I guess is how I can word it. Sometimes with, um, with partners and everybody's financials is different um, and how they handle financial situations with their partner is different. But switching on and off like is okay. Like letting you carry it for some time and him carry it for some time and like letting it ebb and flow and being like vulnerable enough to let him take it. Yeah. You know? I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And I was so scared of that. And so I also, I think I shared with you, I was so scared that my husband wasn't going to love me anymore. Yeah. If, which is stupid bringing in this income, he's not going to love me anymore. Like, you know. You're a dollar sign. Yes. Like, he's not going to love me. Like, it sounds it. stupid when you say it out yeah. loud. Yeah. But. In your head, it makes sense. Yes. It's like, oh, he fell in love with me because I was such a hard worker. And because I had this title at my job. And because I have this degree. And because I'm doing this job role. Right? Which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's that's not why he fell in love with me. Right. He fell in love with me. I don't know why he fell in love with me, but he did. Bless his soul. <laughs> right? No. And so he always tells me that I see, I fell in love with you because you're a hard worker. Yeah. Because you are yourself. You're funny. You're fun to be around. Yeah. You know, you're loving. He told me all this stuff. And then I realized that I was not being any of those with my job. Oh. So actually, what was I so scared of? Yeah. I was already not doing those. So. Because I was so consumed by work. By quitting your job, you be you became able to fulfill all those things that he loved about you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was so tainted for my job. Wow. Yeah. That's so fucking like big. Yes. And so I was so scared to let go of my job. I had to do much work to find this, right? It's not just, oh, me being scared that my business was going to fail. So when right, you told right, me right. that, I was just like, it wasn't really that. And then I forgot. And this is yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. I was so scared that my husband wasn't going to love me anymore because I was fear. doing something different. That's a really big fear. Yeah. It's a fear for a lot of people. I'm not like. And this is me saying our relationship is steady. Yes. Our relationship yeah. is fine. There's no serious things, but you still have that inside yeah. of you. Of course. Because we were taught that we are loved when we produce. Right. Especially me coming from a Hispanic family, mm-hmm. right? Like what you do shows how much you love right. somebody. How much you work shows how much you care about your family. Yeah. And I know that might not be every single Hispanic. Right. Um, and I don't want anybody to think that that's what it is that I think. But at least in my household, that's kind of what, what we were it was. taught. Yeah. 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 So even my mom would be like, oh, you didn't get an A. You know, you must not love this family. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's yeah. like you're not working hard enough to prove yourself. Right. Yeah. So also you had to always prove yeah. your love consistently. Wow, that's heavy too because it's like even if you proved it like a few times or like hundreds of times, today's a new day. Like prove it all, like, all over again. Yes. And and I had to sit down and talk to my husband and I was crying. And I was just like, what if you don't love me anymore? And he's just like, Michelle, that's dumb. Like yeah. I love you for you. Yeah. What if you stop loving me when I quit my job? Yeah. And I was just like, actually, I loved you more. Yeah, right? <laughs> because I saw you going after your dreams. Right. Or And doing something like That lights huge. your fire. Yeah. yeah. So it was, so that's really why it was so hard for me to let go. And you, when did you like notice, or not when, but how, what made you see that like leaving your job was going to give you that? It oh, made, I think you. It, it made no sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I think it made no sense that I wasn't 100% happy at my job and that, okay, so it's all about comfort, right? Right. You're used to being in this toxic uh, relationship with your job and you hate it, but because you don't know what's next, it's better to be here because you recognize this. Preach. Then to go into the next thing, yet you have no idea how you're gonna feel with the next thing. That is with everything. Yes. Weight loss, relationships, anything anything yeah everything it's called a uncomfortable comfort zone oh okay so there's a word for it (laughs) well i just made it up (laughs) no i use it sometimes with my clients too yeah it's like it's a comfort zone but it's not fucking comfortable no and it's not it's not bringing any fucking happiness but it's what you know yeah so staying there is better than doing something yeah than doing something new yeah so i couldn't do it and so then when i realized and i read this book outwitting the devil it was just talking about how much we stay in these uncomfortable mm. situations 
And anytime you're not making a decision, it's a decision being made for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was just like, oh, this decision is being made for me that I'm just going to be unhappy in this job. And I was just like, okay, logically, it makes no fucking sense for me to stay in this job if it's not giving me any type of love and happiness. Yeah. So it's time for me to let go. My husband can help support me. You know, thankfully, I know that's not the case for everybody. And I was just like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Yes. I love <laughs> that, that we ended like on uncomfortable comfort zones because like, I think that's a, a lot of people and this can be a whole nother topic, but like people stay in these like lives where it's just passing over them, right? We're going to these nine to fives. We're doing the thing. We're just moving in the motions that we think we're going to. But I also want to say that there's fulfilling nine to fives. Oh, no, no, no. There is. There is. I'm just thinking of like. If you you feel like that with your nine to five. Yes. Yes. That you're going through the motions. You're just doing what you think you should be doing. Or you're doing something because it's what brings you the most money. If you're just going off of just because. Right. And you're going through your day. Almost like letting, this is the way that I feel like I visualize it. You're laying there and you're letting life just happen to you. Yeah, Life is just passing over you. And everyone who's listening to this knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about because you have been there, whether it's with work, whether it's with a relationship, whether it's with school, whether it's with whatever. You have been in this situation where you feel like you're like, you can get to this point where you're like, Wait, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I living like this way? I don't even fucking like this. Like I'm letting, I'm just every day you wake up and it's like Groundhog's Day and you wake up and you do this and you wake up and you do that and you wake up and you, and you take the next step and the next step and the next step. And then you're like, get to the end of the day and you're exhausted and you're, you're like, but that's you didn't what, do anything to fulfill yourself. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, like not even a conspiracy theory, but let's really Ooh. quickly. That's what life wants you to do yes yes life well the universe right doesn't want you society sorry let's say society society doesn't want you to have any leftover energy right for you to be able to do what you truly want to do in this lifetime this is why you work nine to five this is why you have like overtime this is why they say oh you should rest after your nine to five all this stuff right it's supposed to rob you yeah so you need and it does it does yes you're, uh, how many, I don't know how many times I speak to people who are like, I love to take pictures, but I'm so tired from my nine to five yes. that I just go to sleep once I get home. Yes. And then they have this fucking beautiful talent uh-huh. that they never get to execute or even find out what their potential is because their nine to five is draining them. So this is the part in confident where you have to be so confident in yourself to stand up and just be advocate like- Advocate for yourself. Yeah, and advocate for yourself and be like, what can I truly do? Yeah. And it's my turn to figure that out. I think that's the best place to like end it. Yeah. Because I feel like I could go on and on and on and yeah. on and about, about yeah. that. But okay, well, Michelle is obviously going to come back um, <laughs> because we have so many more things. I wrote down so many things to talk to her about and we really only touched on like two of them. Let's end it like this. What did you learn today? Oh, okay. What did I learn today? I learned, I learned that I can actually talk about things in my past that have hurt me and that were really, really damaging and not be overly emotional about them. Because, thank you. Thank you. That's because a big step. That, yeah, you know, honestly, I felt like in when I was telling that story about the, um, about the, the shoe store, yeah, I felt <laughs> about like- About you being a stealer? 
about you being a thief. Yeah, I honestly felt like I've never really told that story without really getting super emotional. Mm. And I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram that crying sometimes can be used as a way for us to put our wall up and especially me not to deal, right? It's a way for us to shut down and shut out. This is why my therapist was like, you gotta stop crying. What yeah. are you feeling? <laughs> I, I don't wanna express my emotions, but, and I always say like, I cry for every emotion. Yeah. And so when I would tell that story and I would get emotional, like I wasn't really like sad because the moment has passed, it's gone, but I was embarrassed. I was shamed. I was like, you know. How could I let this be done right. to me? It, it already happened. So like, I, I feel really proud of myself today that I like, shared that story not only with you guys but I didn't get super emotional because it already happened and it's okay and I can talk about things from my past that really hurt they don't have to still continue to like make me feel shame or guilt or to cause pain or to cause pain yeah 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 what did you learn today I think what I learned today is that you really have to just believe in yourself yeah and we don't have to have it figured out I don't have it figured out right now no (laughs) I'm like I definitely don't but you have to believe in yourself and that you really have to work on yourself and that I know that there's still a lot of work that I need to do, but this is a good place to be at. Yeah. And like continuing to being open to working on yourself yeah. every day and knowing that you don't have it all figured out, I think is yeah. a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's beautiful to hear your stories as well too, that uh, we're we're all kind of feeling the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. We've all gone through something similar. I think a lot of times we feel as if our stories or what has happened to us is so personal. No one else could understand, you know, like, like me sharing that story, right? I'm sure there's a million other people who something similar has happened to them where they've been accused, right? But to me, for a long time, I felt like, oh my God, I'm the only person who has ever struggled with that. And it's like, how embarrassing. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> how egotistical of me to think yeah. that I am the only person ever to struggle with something, you know? And it's like, no, we're all we're all struggling with the same stuff we're all like somehow trying to figure out life and do this thing and be confident while we're doing it so i think just giving ourselves like slack yeah well i'm really proud of you ah i'm really proud of you thank you for being my guest congratulations on having your first guest yay i hope my phone's still recording (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much thank you michelle for coming like i said she's gonna be on again of course but um I want to say thank you for coming. Thank you for recording with me. Um, and I can't wait to have you on again. So if you guys want to check out the show notes below, like I said, I'll have everything linked down there that we mentioned in this episode. Um, and also if you have any questions regarding confidence coaching or working with me, you can find the links in the show notes as well. Or you can follow me and Michelle on Instagram. So Michelle, what is your Instagram? Uh, by Shell underscore. Perfect. So you can follow her on Instagram, look at her cookies buy some of her cookies because she has something i have a website coming up yes. so it's by probably time, gonna be launched this week yeah but by, by the, the time, time that episode yeah. is out um the website will be, will be by bigshell.com yes yes we're doing things guys yes, we're doing we're things doing <laughs> thank you for having me of course thank you for coming make sure you guys check her out on instagram and i will see you guys next week and don't forget to let your confidence shine